Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1061. To be present is something that keeps kind of coming back into my world and into my life, make it about what's happening in that very moment. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Katie Osborne. Hey, Katie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am so ready. Let's get going. All right. Katie Osborne is a television reporter and host on Power Nation TV, number one in automotive how-to. The show airs on Paramount, NBC Sports, and CBS Sports. She's also a reporter for Meekum Car Auctions on NBC Sports a trackside reporter for Snowcross on CBS Sports, and the digital pit reporter for the IndyCar series. She manages to split her career between TV reporting and hosting for Fox Sports, ESPN, NBC, Sports, CBS, Sports, NHL, NFL, X-Kings, oh my gosh, you're a busy lady, (laughs) and live event hosting and fashion designing. Katie grew up as a competitive national-level swimmer and earned a sports communications broadcast degree from Indiana University. Go Hoosers! She coordinated several Make-A-Wish experiences and works alongside several foundations serving the community. She's also working to create a Find Joy project, a virtual crossroads for companies and individuals who share life lessons and share positive stories, helping others find joy in their lives. Katie, you're one busy lady, that's for (laughs) sure. And I've told our listeners just a little bit about you, a lot about you, and I want you to take a moment if you could and share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles and motorsports. My goodness, that was quite the intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you for that. And thank you for having me on the show. Of course, it's an honor to be on with you. You're welcome. Mark. Yeah, you know, obvious racing in cars and motorsports has been in my blood. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. You know, actually, my first job, I, I, I laughed about this because the Indy 500 that happened here, obviously, it's in May, my first job ever was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the uh, client services area. So I, I laughed as I was kind of going back to IMS, the full circle of my life that I've had already so far. But I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I love cars, love motorsport. Pretty much my favorite thing is when you're sitting on a track or standing on a track and you get ready to go green and it's just the energy and the excitement of what's happening around you. I mean, that's a feeling that is it's just wonderful. I have family that's still in Indianapolis, some in Denver, Colorado. I get a chance to see them often, which is amazing because I'm really close to my family. I love yoga. <laughs> and there you go. I enjoy food. And what else is what else is on the list? I enjoy travel as well. So Yeah, obviously travel, I'll let our listeners know that Katie and I trying to connect with Katie, <laughs> trying to catch up with Katie. Because that I would, would be contact a show right her. There. Catch up with Katie. I think that would be really fascinating. Hey, to try there, to. <laughs> you got an idea there. Okay, we'll do that together. That'll be fun. You know, I was trying to keep up with Katie. I should, or keep up with Katie. Oh, yeah, that's the good. other thing You're is this, Mark. I, we got, we've got so many ideas here. You know, that's the great thing about cars. Yeah. But, you know, I was contacting Katie and, oh, sorry, I'm in Austria this week. Oh, now I'm here. I'm at this race. And I'm like, gosh, does this lady even live anywhere other than in a hotel? And I'll tell you, she told me that, well, here's where I live. This is where I hang my clothes, but that's about all I do there. So, oh, what a busy life. It's true. Well, it's very cool. Love what you're up to. Well, 
As we continue on your life journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's instrumental in forming your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars. Yeah, so totally. Katie, take the wheel. You know, I think for me, one thing that has really hit me hard these last couple of years, especially with travel, which by the way, some would say, oh, aren't you tired? And aren't you this and that? And I of course, I get tired and of course, you get lonely on the road. But man, I'm so blessed and feel so honored to have a job that I love and continue to, to keep doing it regardless if I'm tired or not. But one thing that I think has really been something that's important to me as it relates to kind of a quote is to be present. And that's something that I have found time and time again, whether it be on a location or if it's in a conversation or it's wanting to be really heads up. Actually, I think I feel like I emailed even at one point to you, Mark, about something that I want to be present on the call. I did actually yes. when we first tried to. You connect. did, absolutely. <laughs> yes, you did. Present. To me, that's something. To be present is something that keeps kind of coming back into my world and into my life. Make it about what's happening in that very moment and not really thinking, you know, outside of this particular circumstance. Right, and especially when you're traveling and doing so many things like you are. To stop and focus and realize, okay, I'm here doing this right now, and to be present is is so much more than being professional. It's really about enjoying the moment you have, the people you're around, the environment. And a lot of times we take these things for granted, just little things that we're doing. And we have to stop sometimes. That old proverbial stop and smell the flowers, that's the meaning there. That's my takeaway. You totally, it's it's exactly what it is. And I think I went through a couple of years there where it was going through the motions and I wasn't really thinking how special it is that I'm in this position and I'm doing a job that I love. And sure, I don't want to put makeup on today, but man, if that's the worst part of my job that right now I have to go put makeup on, I think it's a, it's a winning, it's a winning thing. And, And more importantly, I think I went through those motions and I did have to do that stop in the mirror and say, wow. I am in a position where I get to do what I love, and that's really super cool. It is cool, and that's what Cars Yeah is all about, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and you're definitely one of those, Katie. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. I'd love for you to think back to a story that instigated your personal passion for cars, that pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car gal. What comes to mind initially when when you say that out loud, there was a moment when I was working at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and so I'm taking it way back. We're talking like okay. my my years in, I don't know, gosh, that would have been 2007 maybe for me-ish, okay. somewhere right around there. And I remember walking around my the outside of the track. So at that point, it was probably, it's over two and a half miles that I know about. It was on the outside of the track. And I remember just walking around and there are some cars that's at the brickyard. And I just remember having this like moment in my heart and in my life. And I'm just thinking, my goodness, this place, this is a place that I'm comfortable in. And I think, that is something that it didn't have to do with cars necessarily. And it didn't have to do with, you know, racing at that moment, but it was an environment that like, I really, really loved. And interestingly enough, I've gotten out of motorsports and cars and racing multiple times, covering baseball and covering football. And I enjoy those and love sports. I mean, I went to school for sports broadcasting. I was an athlete myself, but I always get back to racing and I always get back to cars. And so it wasn't necessarily a turning point for me that I realized that, man, I need to, I need to get in the car industry and I need to be doing something with motors, but more, it was like a moment where I was like, wow, this place is comfortable to me. And I've always gone back to motorsports and and being in in a venue that, that kind of draws me in, whether that be with cars or racing altogether. Nice. Where you feel at home. 
Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down because you picked a career that's fraught with ups and downs. One minute you're a star, the next minute the show is gone. We had a good talk about this for our listeners before we started the show here about the TV industry, the sports industry, and how it's up and down. So I'd love for you to share a life career challenge or even a big failure you faced because the most important part of this has to do with those those life lessons and how you take those away and how you manage yourself through these very challenging times. So Walk us through one of yours, would you? Yeah, absolutely. My goodness, I've had so many. The amount of times I've fallen on my face <laughs> and had to get myself <laughs> back up and say, well, that one wasn't very good. Or that moment was, gosh. And, and it's funny because I could sit here and tell you story after story of times that I, I've thought I'm not doing an event again where I'm live in front of people. Or I'm not doing an event again where I'm getting on camera. Or I'm not doing something where I'm going to make a fool of myself because I have done all of those. <laughs> um, yes. You know, I think I look back and man, I, <laughs> I'm just laughing because there's so many moments where I've like said the wrong, wrong thing or done the wrong thing. I think for me, one, one thing I can share was uh, 2014. The year was a tough year for me and mm-hmm. it was a tough year professionally and personally with some family stuff and some bumps in the road. And I had some medical issues and like things that like you just can't get hit from side to side to side. And it wasn't just one part of my job. And, I, and, and in all transparency, I was in a, in a position as a reporter at that, at that year that was maybe not my strong suit. And it wasn't probably where I needed to be in my journey, but it taught me a whole heck of a lot. And it gave me the time that every time I thought I wasn't going to go back to work or every time I got taken off air, there was a moment where I asked to be taken off air because I wanted to make sure I like knew the material and I knew what I was talking about and I felt confident in it because mm-hmm. Mark, as we talked about, like this is one of those industries that when you're not confident, like it, my goodness, TV and media can be such an insecure place. It'll and eat you up. Yeah, it absolutely. <laughs> will. and I remember trying to get, I asked to be taken off air for a week just so I could gain that confidence back and say, okay, like this is what I know. This is where I'm good. This is where I can bring value to the show. And it was, 2014 altogether in, in the job that I had was not automotive and cars related. It was in some other mainstream sport, but it was really tough to kind of break that down and say, is this worth it? Is it, right. am I good at this? Am I not good at this? Do I consider? And honestly, that's where I really started recognizing that fine joy project that was set at the top. You know, I wanted to create something and it, it's still kind of coming to fruition and it actually generated more towards the podcast now. And that's a whole nother story, but yeah. Yeah. Um, But with that being the case, I mean, that was where I started seeking joy among other things where I started having to say, like, I was longing for joy in my life because my career, Uh even though it was in TV and even though it was still in media and even though I was in a major network, I wasn't fulfilled. And like, I remember seeking out other means to try and find joy because I figured if someone else was happy around me, man, I must find that, I must feel that joy too, or whatever it was. And it's interesting because you look back and say, okay, it wasn't necessarily, it was, I had to grow and I had to kind of get through that hurdle. And I had to be on my face multiple times that year saying the wrong things or doing the wrong things on air or whatever it was that I felt like I was never good enough. And you kind of sit there and think, okay, no, actually I am good enough. And this is what I love. And it was then going back to another pivotal moment that I realized I want to get back into motorsports. I want to get back into racing. That's what I love. That's what I know. I I remember going to my job and I was looking up at races and seeing what people's results were. And I was watching the reporters and I was watching the host. And I was like, I can do that. I know I can. I'm not good at what I'm doing right now, but I know 
that I could be, I could be good there. And I know that, and that was me also wanting to get back into cars and motorsports. And it was after that, um, in 2015 that I got picked up by power nation and, um, cool. which moved on to some other things as well. Of course. The takeaway from this story, and thanks for taking us through a tough year. Boy, yeah, that sounds like that was no fun at all. <laughs> Been through a few of those myself. But the, the takeaway, the golden nugget I hear is you discovered and defined your passion, and that's the area you wanted to work in. Still doing the same things you were doing, but it had to be in that area because that's what you were passionate about, mm-hmm. and that's where you would mm-hmm. succeed. And that's the golden nugget, the takeaway I get from your story. So. Kudos to you for figuring that out. Let's shift gears and go to what I call the other end of the spectrum, the aha moment. Now, you've done so many things in your career. You've done so many. I mean, you're just moving all the time. You're just, <laughs> I don't know how anybody keeps up with you, but tell us about one of your defining aha moments when those headlights came on and kind of uh, illuminated a new path for you in your career. You know, I think it was my joining the fun at Power Nation uh, TV. Mm-hmm. I think that was that was that moment where I felt that there was a niche for me and I felt that I could start relaying what I was passionate about and do what I was doing in a, in a good, in a, in a, I thought I would bring value to it. And why that is, is because I had struggled, like I said, in 2014, knowing that like in my heart of hearts, like I love cars, I love racing, I love motorsports, I loved anything that went fast. I, I spent time at tracks and whatever else. And I had longed for that. Well, then Power Nation shifted gears literally, into a automotive side, which I didn't realize at that time necessarily it was automotive and racing were different, but there's mm-hmm. so many overlaps. And why that was like an aha moment was because I remember when I was covering baseball and I would have somebody say to me, we're really glad you're telling the story that he went with his family to Disneyland this weekend and proceeded to have a great breakfast. And so he's going to go out today and hit a home run. In my head, that translates to he's feeling good he's confident, he's comfortable, he's relaxed, he's going to play well. You know, in their mind, they're like, we want to know his, you know, batting average and this, that, and the other, you know? (laughs) So I was realizing more and more, like, I wanted to tell a story. I wanted it to be feel good. I wanted, or not even feel good. I just wanted to be an authentic version of a story. Coming on board with Power Nation allowed me to tell people stories, whether it be the stories of cars, the stories of them in cars, the stories of, you know, a, a builder or, um, you know, whatever their world is. And I was finally able to kind of position two things that were I was passionate about, cars and motors and racing and et cetera, into what I was good at versus the things I was not good at, which are stats and figures. I was good right. at telling stories. I was good at connecting with people. And so that to me was getting on board with Power Nation, which was just a crazy story anyways. But it, <laughs> it, it's funny how things work out. But that kind of coming together was like, oh my goodness, this fits me. This is where I'm comfortable. And that was that was kind of the, the moment where I was like, okay, now I'm going to move forward with this, this industry and, and figure out how to make it the best. The aha moment. Well, I think you've hit on something here that is really a dynamic that's happening and has been happening in social media particularly. And I think it's, it's migrating over into television and other things. And that is the human story behind things. Because even in the car industry, you can go and look up stats on a car all you want. Mm-hmm. But it's much more interesting to hear about a story somebody had in that vehicle, a trip they took, a drive they took, an adventure they took, a, mm-hmm. a challenge or or uh, something that crazy that happened, mm-hmm. or even something bad that happened that they overcame. I think that's a lot more interesting for people because when you get down to it, we're all human beings and we love human interest stories. And the facts are the facts, the stats are the stats, and you can get them anywhere you want. 
but it's the story. So I'm so glad that you fell and didn't fall into. You found, you defined <laughs> what your, your power play was. I think it's great. I think that also has come true with even with the Mecham car option stuff and how my role with oh, yeah. that has kind of shifted into what it is. And I think it's neat because to me, like there's five of us on the show. You have two commentators in the booth, you know, two of the floor reporters and myself. Um, and I make up the third of the floor reporters. And it's like, these guys are so brilliant and they have so many, they understand every car that goes by, what's under the hood, what is, and even the history of all of them. I mean, I've learned so much from my Mecham co-commentators. These guys are awesome. And the element that I bring in is that storytelling. And I was able to find that little place there. And it's not my responsibility to necessarily get under the hood and talk about what kind of the engine is and this, that, the other. But more, it's like, let's, to your point, tell a story about the guy who had a really great ride in this, and it was his dad's car, and now he has it, and he's looking, whatever it is. That, to me, is really special, and I get super pumped up, obviously, about clearly. <laughs> I get obviously, super excited yeah. About <laughs> no, you should, and that, that's what's interesting to people, especially people learning about cars, because, again, the facts and the stats are all out there. You can go, you know what the cubic inches are, and, and the carburetor that was on that car, or the wheel size, whatever, mm-hmm. but... It's the story behind the car, the people behind the car. That's really what it's all about. Let's talk a little bit about your first really special car. Is there a car in your life that really stands out for you? No. <laughs> no. Oh. I'll be honest and say no. I do have a, I have an interesting story about the first car I bought. Um, okay. But I'm not proud of it per se, but it is the story <laughs> behind it. And any car person right now is going to shake their head at me. I, I know that. But basically what happened is that I... I had to buy a car. I was in a situation that it was so long. This is an even longer story. But I, I had to buy a car <laughs> in 2010. And I ended up buying, okay. I guess it was 2011. I ended up buying my own, with my own money, my own merit, a 2010 Hyundai Elantra. And it was a rental car. And I bought it from a rental car place. And I, I still to this day and age can't, I mean, I, its nickname was The Rental. It's so embarrassing that I actually bought a rental, <laughs> but I knew the person who owned the rental car company. And it's not, again, something I'm necessarily proud of, but the proud moment is, is I bought it. I owned it. I didn't have to pay any money on it after I bought it. And I was able to drive it when I needed it in a moment of my life that I needed it. So <laughs> there you go. End <laughs> of rent, story. <laughs> the rental existed. I'm not, like I said, not proud of it, but that's yeah, just what, yeah. just what happened. <laughs> Yeah, you got to be careful with those rental cars. You got to realize who's been driving them. All sorts of crazy people. So, oh, man. yeah, lessons learned. Some of them, I'm sure, are okay, but uh, I don't it, know. A little it suspect. It served its purpose. It served its that's, purpose. That's all that mattered. Now, how about a car you've let go? Has there been a car in your life that you own that you really wish you had back? No. I mean, at this point, it's another I'm, no. I'm, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, but, but to me, hey, I'm not home enough. I, I drive a Volkswagen Atlas right now. And uh-huh. it's. Uh, solid car it's an SUV it does its job but I'm not home enough in the last two three years to really invest in something like that however I have said that my next real deal for me is going to be cars are important to me I like the way that it feels when I drive it I'm somebody who that's important to me but I mean I'm home two three days a week you know two three days at a time and it's not something I can invest in right now to get something even bigger and better or whatever it is that I have my eyes set on. Um, but no I, problem. but I do know that that will be coming and that will be happening. It's just, I'm not in a position to do that because I'm not home right now to be able to utilize it. We're going to get to that question at the end of our talk where we kind of, I get to buy you a car, but before we go there, 
I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about what has you excited, what you're working on right now, and especially this Find Joy project, because I know you're kind of at the beginning of this whole thing. Maybe define what you're thinking about with that, why you want to do something like this, what it means to you, and the importance of giving back. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I have my hands in a number of things, and you know, I get really excited, of course, about my role with, with TV, when you kind of find your place in it, although it can be a, a job where you never know when the next one's going to ha- you know, come about. Um, right. I love connecting with people and I love hearing their stories. And so, of course, what I do with Nikum is just wonderful. And, and I love being on board with the TV side, but it's also with cars and, of course, Power Nation. And then I get to, you know, fulfill my racing needs, if you will. No one wants me driving their cars, but at least being a reporter puts me around the cars and puts me around the element. It's just something that I love. But one thing to me that's really special, and I've always said this, if I wasn't in TV and production and media, I would be either a teacher or I would be working with nonprofit work. And mm-hmm. um, it's always been something that's just been near and dear to me. My mom has been um, involved in nonprofit for a very long time. And man, I remember running around like <laughs> the mall when I was a child selling raffle tickets for my mom's nonprofit, trying to get, you know, like that was just, I, I grew up around it and I just love it. The idea of giving back. And I think we're all in a fortunate position. Many people are in a fortunate position to be able to do so. And I even have said multiple times, I hope my career takes me in a place where I am able to provide for others and, and provide joy for others. And Nice. Um, it's interesting because I take it back to that story from 2014 when I was longing for joy myself that mm-hmm. I turned to trying to find other people's stories to find, fulfill my lack of joy, purpose, whatever that word is, whether you're missing a purpose, whether you feel like you're missing joy, or perhaps it's, you're not happy. Of course, no one's happy all the time, but when you feel fulfilled in certain areas, you know, it, it definitely helps that process. Well, since then, the Find Joy project with the as a digital platform and putting it out there on on online network, if you will, is has because I got busy. It was a blessing. <laughs> I got busy <laughs> and life yeah. got out of the out of the way. And that project has still always remained in my head. Well, about six months ago, I was approached by a company called Life Aid. It's a beverage company that's a health and fitness kind of beverage, um, not an energy drink, nothing like that. But they approached me about doing a podcast, and they. We're talking on some ideas and I said, Hey, we know what about the idea of like kind of the pursuit of joy and happiness for people, professionals, uh, per- whether it be a personal or professional joy and these ups and these downs that kind of streamline it into it. What does joy really mean? And how does that really affect your life? And maybe if you think of the word joy more often in your daily life, maybe you'll start thinking about it more proactively and being able to pursue that. So basically what has come to fruition is a podcast called Drink Life in the Joy Project. And it's basically talking about the ups and downs of someone's personal and or professional journey that regardless if they're multi-million dollar athlete, multi-million dollar maker or whatever athlete, or perhaps they own a business, or maybe they're a mom. And maybe it's the somebody who's raised a family and she feels fulfilled in that way, but she found joy even though she went through some ups and downs in that middle. It's just having a raw, authentic conversation about the fact that everyone has ups and downs. Everyone deals with things that are challenging, but when you're, when you're able to share that and you're exposed and you're vulnerable a little bit and you have the conversation, then there's maybe a means to be able to kind of find the joy throughout that. I love it. I love it. Well, kudos to you. It sounds like an awesome idea for a podcast. 
I think it's great. I wish you the best success. If you need any help, give me a call. <laughs> I give you my little bit of advice that might help after a thousand sixty-one interviews. <laughs> yeah, here. you got a few there. I might be picking your brain, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely, you call me anytime, Katie. I, I love the idea because the whole idea of giving back is one of the big things that I I focused on with Cars. Yeah, and that is talking to inspiring automotive enthusiasts who together we can inspire others who wish they were having the kind of fun that we're having. That's what Cars Yeah is all about. Sounds like that's a lot what Find Joy is all about, but in a broader spectrum with lots of different kinds of people, I think you got a winner there. So yeah, (laughs) go just go do it. You know, you can just do it in your spare time because you got a lot of that, right? right? Because all that's hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. All you do is hang around all day. Yeah, exactly. So, But uh, I do think I... I do think it's really special, though, with with what you're doing with cars. Yeah, and I think it's something to note, whether it be in the automotive or the racing world. I think, you know, following a passion or even just saying one day, you know what? I'm having a tough day. I'm having a hard time getting out of bed. You find something that makes you, whether that's, you know, you're going to go tinker in the garage or you're going to go out for a good drive in your favorite car or perhaps Mm -hmm. you, you know, you don't have a favorite car and and you feel envious of people who do. Like, that's. That's all stuff that, you know, the passion of what cars and motorsports really can bring out in people. And I think it's really special that the conversation's out there as well. Absolutely. Love the idea, Katie. Go for it. Well, here's a very introspective question for you. If you were a vehicle, a car, a race car, whatever it might be, <laughs> what would Katie be and why? I'd probably be an old Bronco. I'd probably like be a 1970 Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I probably I like be. that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of ho- down to home and... uh Basic, but functional and uh, yeah. <laughs> gets up and does the job every day. And uh, there you go. I like it. Nice answer. Well, Katie, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find Cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hey, this is Mark Green. Are you interested in selling online and building a sustainable business? Bonanza is a marketplace platform that empowers you to create your dream business. Getting started at Bonanza is easy. You can start fresh or import your items from other marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or Shopify. Auto parts and accessories are a high-performance category at Bonanza, and there's no risk involved in signing up. There are no listing fees or monthly fees. You pay only when you make the sale. Bonanza listens to seller feedback and uses it to improve tools and build new features, so there are tons of customization options for sellers no matter what the size of your business. Be sure to sign up using the link bonanza.com slash cars yeah, and you'll receive a free consultation with Bonanza experts who make sure that you are on your way to generating sales. That's bonanza.com slash cars yeah. All right, Katie. 
We are back and we're entering the last lap. This is a place you've been many times. You know what happens when the white flag (laughs) comes out. You put your foot into it, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. Here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? (laughs) Well, the first thing that comes to mind is your only original one. Take that or you can take it or leave it, I guess, but everyone has yeah. opinions on that. But hey, you're only original one. Yep, absolutely. That's one of the reasons the preservation class in a lot of concourse is so popular because mm-hmm. a car is only original once. But you know what? I think it's more about relating to you and as a human being, you're an original person and you are only original <laughs> once. And you need to be the original you. Don't try to be anybody else. That's Just a good be point. who you are. Be very yeah, authentic. I think you'll, uh, yeah, exactly. And be in the in the moment, as Katie says. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes? One habit is coffee. That has definitely helped me <laughs> along the way. <laughs> coffee has been something that's been... But let me think. What is something... You know what it is? It's, it's connecting with people. And it's really yeah. being somebody who wants to hear a story from someone else. And I think that's been something that's been really special for me. And, and it makes me different than others. because and it marks you the same way. You want to hear the story. You want to get the story out. But I think, right. you know, we're special breed. And I don't know if everyone's well, wired you. that way. <laughs> <In> <laughs> well, it's very nice to be in, in your stable. I appreciate that. No, yeah, it, it's uh, it's really important, I believe, to, and it's kind of, a, well, I've quoted this before, Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of them, and I always misquote it a little bit, but I, I alter it my own way. First, listen to understand, and then speak to be understood. And if you listen first, you'll learn a lot more. My mom taught me that. She said, that's why you have two ears and one mouth. Because you should listen twice as much as you talk. It makes so, sense. <laughs> I think so. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you find really fun and enjoyable? I wish that I did have something that was overall something that I always went to is my, of course, I have my faith and, you know, my, my own, you know, religion in that way with with God, but that's my own standpoint there and viewpoint. Um, and I found what has helped me in certain circumstances is I, I I hate to say this in a weird way. I don't worship Oprah for Oprah being Oprah, but I think I enjoy Oprah because she opens the doors for vulnerable conversations. And I have a tendency uh, to go to some of the stuff she puts out because I think it's, uh-huh. I think she get, kind of gets that raw uh, version of a human pretty quickly. So that's not, I'm not, I'm not saying you got to go check out Oprah and everything that she's worth. I just find, I just find her stuff interesting. Well, I think more so you hit on something very important here, and that goes back to what you just said earlier, and that's listening. Because people that are willing to pull that out of somebody, they are genuine people. Typically, they're willing to listen, they have empathy, and they care. Right. And if you can do those things around other people, you can allow them to open the doors and share with you, and maybe you can offer them some help, hopefully. That's the yeah, real idea there. That's the real That's but, the real. Yeah, what you really yeah, want. But the main thing is to get them to talk because once people get it out, you know, <laughs> they feel so much better no matter what it is. Even if it's something very personal, sure. they just go, oh, man, yeah, that old story, I got it off my chest. I, I let it out. I let it go. And sometimes you can let it go and put it in a box and close the box and bury it in the backyard and it's right. gone. You know, it's, you know, like, it's funny you say it that is. because earlier when you asked about the mantra and the other one uh-huh. that I was going to say is let it go. And that's something that I've also been working on as a personal reflection, but I see that mm. in my work too. So it's funny you should bring that up now because I, that was one of the things that kind of crossed my mind about, you know, 25 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Please let it go. <laughs> now, if I'm going to wave my magic wand and I'm going to get, allow you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, 
living or deceased, past or present, who would that person be? Well, you know what? I, I think this is probably like a, as common as the I Love New York shirts is. I'd love to have a chat with Chip Foose, which I think might be a viable option at some point in time. He was actually on my airplane <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago, and he was sitting uh-huh. first, and I was not. And I walked past, <laughs> and I was like, I want to have a conversation with you, Chip. But I think what would be interesting is to understand where and how his designs come out. I mean, I know from napkins, I would love to go through a cabinet with him of his, all of his old designs and see where he had, what was the, you know, inspiration inspiration behind those designs. I just find, I, w- I think that would be really, really interesting and to see which ones have come to fruition and which ones haven't. I mean, I, I just, to hear the story yeah. would be really cool. I think so. Well, you and I share something. I've been trying to get him on this show for three years. He's a very hard <laughs> guy to get to. I've gotten close a few times. I've actually actually had him scheduled. He was supposed to call in and he got sick twice. I still haven't got him on the show. So I'm going to make a <laughs> pact with you, Katie. If you get to him first, you put in a good word for me. And if you. I get to him first, I'm going to cover your back and put in a good word for you, <laughs> you and make sure it. you two connect. There you go. We're in this Either together. way, we'll tag team him here. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get him. <laughs> Get him talking to us someday. Uh-huh. I know he's a busy guy, but uh, one of these days we'll uh, we'll get to talk with him. A wonderful designer. Very nice guy, too, from what I hear from so yeah. many people that interact with him. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? You know what? I actually haven't read it, but it's sitting on my mantle. And it's um, it's called Optimum Drive. And it's written by a, a friend of mine, Paul Gerard. And mm-hmm. he's a friend of mine, a friend of my boyfriend's. I haven't gotten to it. It's actually going to be taking, I'm going to take it with me on this next trip that I go on tomorrow morning, but I <laughs> no, I'm going to take it with me on my next trip, but I think it's a really fascinating read from what I understand. I know that he poured his heart and soul into it. It's a pretty authentic to himself in this. And also I guess I know my boyfriend had some, something to do with it as well. I, I can't quote anything out of it. I don't know exactly why he is so, you know, he's a huge advocate for it. It's a big learning lesson. I think it has to do with both driving and cars in the human brain and how it works, basically breaking it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's very motivational, inspirational type book. And it's kind of, uh, I think the subtitle maybe might be something like the roadmap to driving greatness. Great. I'd like, I need to, uh, to give him a call too. I've not read that book, but I think I'll put that on my reading list as well. Well, listeners, you can find all these cool resources Katie's been so kind to share on her webpage, show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Katie Osborne, and that page will pop up and the references and links to this book and all the cool things she shared with us today. Okay, this is the checkered flag question, and it can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm finally going to park a very cool car in your garage. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it costs. Because I'm writing the check. If we're at Mecham Auctions, I'm going to raise my bidder card and buy whatever car you like going across the podium. But here's the deal. It's the only one you can have. You can exclude your daily driver. You can keep your VW. And I don't care about that. <laughs> this is the cool, fun car to drive up the Coast Highway there, Newport Beach. But you got to keep it and you got to drive it. No garage queens allowed here at Cars. Yeah. Mm, so no, whatever you, you want. Yeah, whatever you want. I'm going to buy you. So what's it going to be? Oh, that's so tough. Because... I would have I said, <laughs> it's so tough. Anybody who knows me at all knows that I want an old Bronco. I mean, with all, I just, but I think that's a car that I want to buy. And I think I will, I, that'll be really special because I will have done it myself in that way. But there you what go. comes to mind is the first car that I really fell in love with. I don't know why, because honestly, I don't yet figure, I haven't figured it out. It's like a 57 Bel Air convertible. A 55 Bel Air. 57. Oh, Okay. Oh, I was going to say, why aren't you picking a 57? Okay, 57. There <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> and then probably a turquoise or a blue, I just a little rag top. That uh, would be, that's 
that one would be one I'd hold on to. Well, gosh, you know, you're, I'm going to say this in the nicest way I can. You're a cheap date. I know, because, not bad, right? <laughs> not bad, because I know most people want a GTO or a 275 GTB Ferrari or some, you know, multi, multi-million yeah. dollar deal. Nope. But a Bel Air, you know, they've come up in value, but they're attainable and yep. not too expensive. And I got you. I'm just trying to help you out. You got out. me. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate it because it's been a tough week. I bought a lot of expensive cars in the last three years. Oh, cool. Well, I love it. I think you'd be great in that car, look great in that car, and it's certainly fun to drive up and down the Coast Highway there in Southern California and enjoy that car. So I will start shopping. So the next time you come back from your trip, that car will be waiting for you when you get home. Uh, I have a feeling your race car driver boyfriend, though, might have okay. taken it out and <laughs> enjoyed a little bit. So maybe he I'll have might. to take the keys. It's a little bit different than what he has. So you know what? I think he'll probably enjoy it quite a lot. He did not like he did not like the stories of my rental car or anything like that. So I think he'll much more I'm appreciate sure. this. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Very, very nice. Well, Katie, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. Thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your very busy schedule and sharing your stories with the Cars Yeah audience. Before you drive off into the sunset in that Bel Air convertible, do you have a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might like to share? I, I always feel like I want to collect wisdom and, and advice from other people. I don't know what I have for others. But, you know, I, I think what I've realized in the last two or three years is that I love my job. I love what I do, and I'm very fortunate to, to be in that position. However, I would also encourage many people to go after whatever that might be. And it's maybe it's not go after it as it relates to a job, but make sure your hands are in something that you're passionate about, because regardless if it's something that you can you know, afford or attain or surround yourself around, it is so wonderful when you kind of get that little bit of fulfillment because you're doing something for yourself in that way. And to be fair, when you're fulfilled internally and you're feeling like you have a purpose, you can go out and offer it to other people. And I think that is, the key is being able to provide that back to others in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and follow along with you on Power Nation TV and Meekum Auctions? You know, just follow along on social media. I think my Instagram is at KTM Osborne. And of course, I'm on Twitter and I have a Facebook page. I think that is KDM Osborne. And yeah, I'd love, I'd love, and if you have, honestly, here's, here's one of the coolest things that they have stories about cars or you have stories about your automotive drive too i mean i'd love love to hear them and of course if you ever come to a meekum auction or you know come say hi yeah. and there you and go we'll tell, tell me your car story because i think those it's just so fun to hear what people's journey has been like to your point what their roadmap's really been all about absolutely i like the way you said that what their roadmap has been well listeners again you can find links to everything katie shared on her show notes page here at carsyad.com just type katie Osborne into the search bar and that page will pop up. Follow her along. Check out Power Nation TV if you haven't already watched it. Meekum Auctions, of course. Awesome auctions. And eventually with Find Joy Project, give me a call when that's up. I'll share that with my followers. I think that sounds like a fantastic thing. Katie, (laughs) thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I will see you down the road. Thank you. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material 
and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.